The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793 847 390. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. Coming in years this week is myself, Daniel Smith, with my trusty sidekick Paul Gray and also we've got the Dense Park Choir, Jake Shaw, with us. How are you doing lads? All right, Danny. All right, Paul. Absolutely brilliant, Danny. Lovely to see your beautiful face again. And you, Jake. Thanks, man. Thank you. It's... Danny looks astounded at how handsome this podcast is, I have to say. What a lineup. The most handsome <laughs> podcast if you're a blind person. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Danny, because you are the blindest in this podcast. Definitely the speckiest. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Not even a minute in. How many Slaytons was that? <laughs> I've not even uh, slagged Jake for being from the deepest, darkest uh, region of Fife yet. Don't out me like that. Come on. Don't out me like that. <laughs> well, lads, there's plenty to talk about this week. Plenty to talk about. But we will start off with well, transfer activity. So, Sack Rudin, Ofsky, he's away to riff on loan for the rest of the season. And we've seen the arrival of Michael Mellon. The worst kept secret in Scottish football were signed. Mikey Mellon's youngster. And, well, we'll speak about him later on. Uh, but Rudin, were we surprised to see him head off to Pastures New? No. Not at all. No. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, mate. Yeah, I think it had been coming, to be fair, but I was quite surprised because obviously Dockery was playing him like week in, week out, and then it was just like, all right, surplus the requirements almost, and then just like, ah, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I hope he does well, and I hope he absolutely smashes it at Wraith. Like. Definitely. I think it was, uh, he was just working with what he had, didn't he? Mm. For a while, and then when he was able to kind of make his own moves, obviously in order to get the, the funds he needs to get Melon in, he has to get run out, you know. One out, and one I think out. that's it. That's it. And I think it's if you were to give me, you know, the list of who could go, it would, he'd have been first out the door. Unfortunately, but as you say, we do wish him the best of luck, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do think uh, Tony Docker has gave him a chance. He's, he's no, you know, he's, he's given plenty of chances, but it just hasn't worked out for us with him and I think that's the, the second loan in the space of a year isn't yeah. it that he's, he's away so I think that's quite telling I mean there's no lack of effort with him on his part this season it's just been lack of goals really and if you're a striker and you're not scoring goals I think it's somebody in that can score goals then that's it yeah, the writing's on the wall and you're moved on um, and uh, we'll speak about somebody that can score goals Michael Mellon, so he's pedigreed on himself this season. 15 goals already for Morecambe. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed, does it? And we now will feel that we're very lucky to have somebody that can find the back of the net. And again, we'll speak about that coming up. Um, but it is a, you would say it is, a, it is an upgrade up top for us, this transfer. Absolutely, mate. The, mate, the difference, I'm not, it sounds really bad on the part is that rather than like yeah but the difference is staggering like what a difference it could mean for us having an actual finisher do you know what I mean because it's all nice and well doing like fancy passing and everything and getting up the pitch and that but if you're not scoring you're not scoring but with him coming in oof, oof. and yes we will speak about him at the Livy game because that was some half hour for the boy yeah 
It wasn't even half an hour, it was 28 minutes. Oh, fucking heck, even better. <laughs> but listen, before we speak about the Lovey game, we'll have to kind of dither about be the Hearts uh, defeat at Pincastle midweek. Oh, I mean, uh, it looked like we were playing sailing 2 0 at half time, and I thought we looked really good on the big wide pitch. I thought we were pinging it about, you know, we looked, I mean, Hearts were getting some chances, but we were dealing with it. And then um, you find yourself 2 0 up, two good goals, two great goals, and uh, to lose a goal so early, that's when the fear kicked in. And when you've got a team like Hearts that are on a run of form just now at home, get that goal back so early, it did seem to be that. I mean, I think I put in a couple of charts for you, lads, that I thought, we're not going to win this. And we never, it was just a total collapse, wasn't it? So it was your fault again. You jinxed it. You've got Always. a habit of that, you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but ours is collapsed. Simple as that, man. I mean, if you'd said before the game you're going to go to Hearts and run them close, I guess, you'd have gone, oh, fair enough, you know, the farm team in the league in their own patch. But to chuck it in the way we did was just so disappointed. Disappointed, if you're proud. Disappointed. Aye, absolutely. That's it. See if it went see if it went one all one nil, one all, two one and it was a game like that, you would have came out be feeling like, yeah, that was a fucking good game, you know, we were really we were unlucky there. But you noticed it as the first half went on, we just kept going back, cut five yards, five yards, five we were just going deeper and deeper and deeper and inviting the pressure on. And the inevitable happened. That was it. Yeah, I mean we're missing a few key players which are hard done for the past few games, so will Hearts as well, but they've got the depth, uh, much better depth for us on their bench, uh, the pulling boys, and yeah, just maybe man management or team or game management could have been a little bit better. But like you said, Paul, if it was one one all, two one, two two, three two, then you'd be thinking, oh, I can't what we gave going we went there and gave it a good go. But mm-hmm. the to have the victory. Or even at the the worst come out with a draw. You know, after being two a lot, but uh, it was it was sick that day. I was good for the last few days after that match. Even even just thinking back about it now, ah oh, oh, man, you know it's a kick in the balls, mate. It is, it is. You were like two and a half time. You man, the dressing room would have been rocking. Do you know what I mean? Would have been like, yeah, boys, come on. But then it was like a totally different team just came out. It was just, and they made that boy the kind of boy that scored the goal, uh, the fullback or the wing back. What was his name? Lib- Lib- Libiesca or something what was it the new signing they make him look like prime Carlos Alberto you know what I mean didn't you be asking me to pronounce the wrong player's name (laughs) (laughs) if you can't say it it's yourself can't (laughs) Lembekissa didn't get me wrong he looked good but one boy pointed out on Twitter which I thought was absolutely faff he made uh, he made Costello look like a hologram (laughs) (laughs) absolutely brilliant I felt sorry for Costello because he never got a tackle in on the boy, but he wasn't like so. Obviously, that boy's running towards Costello. Costello's getting pushed back. He, he's kind of tackle him, but Dodson instead of going out and supporting him, he was going into the middle, like right next to Shaughnessy. I was expecting Dodson to go out and support him. Come you know on, I mean, but everyone was coming down that wind for them. Everything. I hate the hearts eh? there. <laughs> um, well, no time, like I say, to stay too long on this on this defeat because. We've obviously bounced back from that one. Um, but you've also got the, the penalty that was given. Uh, I mean, uh, if you want to put it politely, it was soft. <laughs> really soft. Softer than soft. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, justice was done 
be the penalty saved by Carson. Brilliant save. I mean, what a save, by the way. Unbelievable. To be fair, he was coming up against Shantland, who's missed the last two or something. Um, but Carson, again, like you say, Jake, unbelievable save, wasn't it? It's so good, right in the corner. Right? It, was a, it wasn't even a bad penalty, which you know we'll come to, I guess, uh, later on, <laughs> poor penalties. But it wasn't a bad penalty. It was a fantastic save. Uh, and justice done, as you say. I mean, VAR had an absolute mayor. Not only there, but across across the whole um, SPFL calendar the weekend. It needs to get rid of, man. I think it's an absolute shambles, VAR. I th- I, honestly, I think it's just an absolute shambles. And the sports team boys were talking about it. Like, there's consistency. That's all we want. We want consistency. But there is a consistency we are. But the penalty, I mean, yeah, Danny was soft 100%. But why, why is Dodson putting his hand on his, uh, putting his hand on him? He shouldn't be doing that. Like, and I pointed that out in the in the group chat we use because he did it against Livy as well. He needs to get that out of his game now. Like, absolutely. Get get a shot. Like, I don't know if that's been trained in him down south. Put a hand on the boys so he knows you're there or something. No, because then boys will go down. <laughs> and if Var is going to be like watching it like a hawk, then Powell's free kick penalties will be given for that. He needs mm-hmm. to bin that now, like, yeah. Yep. Uh, the foul before Hart's third goal on Cameron. Conveniently cut on some of the highlights on YouTube. Um, again, another case of where was Varwin? You needed it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I went to go and just, you know, have another wee look at it to, to see in the SPFL page on YouTube, just cut it completely and played it just from Cameron sitting on his arse with his hands in the air. <laughs> and, like, how, uh, did, how did he get there in the first place? That is so convenient that that's been edited out, man. It was an absolute blatant foul. And, I mean, you see you see some of the VAR decisions. They pull, them, they pull the phase of playback fucking what feels like about half an hour <laughs> to mm. find someone that's, you know... They can cut this off, but that one, what the hell, man? No, no, right. I mean, obviously, we've every right to feel aggrieved at that, but I'm sorry, but the second half performance didn't merit a victory in my eyes, anyway. No, 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 it was a total collapse. Yeah, but I can sit here and moan about decisions left, right, and centre, but at the end of the day, the the levels that we had in the first half didn't even we didn't even reach them and didn't even come close to reaching them in the second half. So at the mm. end of the day, I mean, if you're not going to perform like you did to get the victory, then if another team does and they get the victory, then that's that's all it is. And we can sit here and bleat about decisions going against you. Uh what coulda, shoulda happen, but I never you've only got yourself to blame sometimes. What a goal for McGee though, by the way. Fant- anyway, we're going on about decisions. I still say, even though we've been the Drew lines, I still say he was offside. Bakayoko when he kicks it in. Aye. Well, but, you know, but it's, all, it's all to do with angles, though, isn't it? But to me, mm. I was like, even when they drew the angle, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's still offside. What a ball, though. Like, ball was pure zinc to Bakayoko. Great wee movement. See the touch to bring that down first time and lay it on a plate for fucking McGee? That's just, that is class. Like, that is, that is just technique at its absolute finest. But what a finish with Jordan. I'm sure he went to celebrate and then he was kind of like, oh, oh, oh I better know. He loves a goal against Hearts, doesn't he? He scored he in, the, in the championship season as well against them, I'm sure. He did. You're right. You did the closed door games, the COVID What's games, that? wasn't it? Yeah. Well remembered, mate. Lim's in the living room for that one. That's what I was. <laughs> yeah, but come on, we may as well speak about the second goal since we're here. 
Uh, David Castell, uh, he's came under some scrutiny for defensive work on his side, though I don't think it's his, it's his uh, strong point. But going forward, I quite like him going forward, and he done well with this one, intercepting that ball, laying it onto Cameron, and an even better finish for Cameron on his left foot. You knew as soon as Cameron was in that kind of position, he was going to bury it, mate. He seems to just do it all the time. He's brilliant in the box. Eh? But Costello, yeah, you're absolutely bang on. Back the way, suspect, going forward. I think he could be a wee danger man, eh? Well, a big danger man, he's huge. But, um, hmm. no, nah, he did very well to read that and get in. And... We Cameron just came out of nowhere, eh? Like, he's run, just... He's just peeled away from the defender. Just... Yeah. And then... The... That's what Cameron's really good at, is how calm he is. I thought the composure he showed, that was, what the fash, what a guy. I'm sure it was touched on, I think it was the Motherwell game, and he mentioned, I think Cameron even mentioned that, but it was the way, like, you know, he ghosted into the box to score mm-hmm. that goal against, uh, it was Motherwell, was it? But he one, did one, that one, there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it was. But then he did that there, he just he just seemed to appear. He just seemed to appear. And, but yeah, like I said, when he gets into those positions, man, he's burying them there. Lethal. What mm-hmm. a player, man. What a player. Move away for the Habs game, the good and the bad. We spoke about that. It happened. We were defeated. We move on. And we moved on to Livy on Saturday. Now, when the team lineups came out, the general consensus for the for the fans was it was a tombola, it was a farce, it was ridiculous. But again, this boy's injured. You know, I think Trevor Carson wasn't played because of a precaution. Uh, he might be back for Tuesday. <sighs> I still felt like that was a team that was able to go out and get the victory. We go on about the depth and squad that we've got. Uh, we look at our bench, and how many times do you see fans say, oh, look at, the, look at the players that we've got on the bench. You know, they can get right into that first team. As soon as we've got about two or three boys out the first team, and people on the bench go in to replace them, it seems like we panic as fans when we shouldn't really. I mean, fair enough, like your Ashcroft and Sharp, Legstons and all that may come in, they've not had a lot of game time. But at the same time, we can't even turn around and say, look at that bench that we've got, brilliant. And then we will actually use them. Absolutely lay in and slate the, the, the formation and team before we've even kicked the bar. Again, it's in charts that I'm saying this, but Paul, Jake, you can back me up on this. Did I no say that in chats that this is still a team that will go out and win this game? Put, mm-hmm. I just said, put your wages on it. Put your wages on us beating Livy. And we did. You did. Yeah. We did. Mind, I mind replying to that. That's probably one of the only things I do remember, to be fair. But, <laughs> mate, you've got to take into account as well. Like, all the players that are like those pitches. But then there's other boys that are on the bench that are, they thrive on those pitches. Mo Salah, un- unbelievable, by the way. An absolute Adonis, honestly. He was just sensational. But these players... The, when was the last Dundee team that you looked at the bench and went, bloody hell, man, yes. God, we've got a really strong bench here. We've never had that. But now we do. And these players can come in and do a job because they'll be fighting for a first-team place. They'll mm-hmm. want to stay there. Mo Salah, after that performance, fuck me, man. Give them the player of the year now. <laughs> it's, a, it's another one as well um, where the, the manager's got the players there on the bench at his disposal that there's big games coming up against Aberdeen on Tuesday and also we've got Hearts on Saturday but he's probably thinking I can rest a few of these boys I love you, you're in dire like they're in dire straits even look at the, the Martindale's interviews after the game he, he's even saying they're going away that's him doing it at the championship mm. Lovey are 
every every season you see a team that it just doesn't work for us and you know they're getting relegated and no one goes for them this is this levy team this is probably the best time the manager can turn around and say you know what like Boateng Cameron you're on the bench for this end because I'm going to play this boys because I want you ready for Tuesday for an even bigger game up at Pataudry and those boys might not like it because like what? what's no beat in the bush if we get beat it falls on Dockett's head and we're thinking why the hell did you change it why the hell did you drop with some of our best players here but mm. he's done it and it's worked so you've got to trust the process that Tony Dockett is doing and as a manager and he's using boys at his disposal he's keeping boys fit and at risk of like any injury for Tuesday um, that's the way I see it that's the way I see it and it worked I worked wonders, even down to ten men. I worked wonders. Bloody four mm-hmm. one against Lovey. I guess anybody's no uh, seen the, the score line, which I presume that you all have. Uh, was four one down to ten men at two one up, and we still managed to go up the park and score another two. Nail me, mate. That was what a monologue. That was, was fantastic. <laughs> um, I think you're right, though. I think the the rotation. I mean, we've got the depth to do that now. And the games are relentless at the moment. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know what I mean? Absolutely relentless. So why not freshen up and keep the you know the players that are going to hurt Aberdeen might not be the players that are going to hurt Livingston. So keep the ones that are going to be playing in Aberdeen fresh for the Aberdeen game. What's the point in running them into the ground against Livingston? You know what I mean? I think I've just repeated exactly what you've said. But that's the thing, Jake. Danny's absolutely hit the nail on the head. I don't even think there's anything more to add to that. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, and you've just done it as well. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking, I've literally nothing to say. (laughs) But just for for me, the guys that came in, they they did a brilliant job. Robertson as well, man. You should have seen him. He's got like, he had his socks down his ankle. He's got a perm and everything. He was. Throwing, <laughs> throwing his body about, mate. He was getting, in, he was getting in some beefy tackles, eh? That you would kind of thought, fuck me, man. He's going to get broken in half. But he was going through, boys, eh? He was brilliant. <laughs> and Harry Sharp, fiercely impressed, by the way. Fiercely impressed. Yeah. Now I've seen Harry Sharp a few times this season. Well, match highlights. Just seeing how he gets on, <laughs> uh, for obviously for Dunfermline <laughs> and some of the goals he's conceded have they. I've been like, oh, it should be easily saving that. A lot of them are mm. doing it. He's near post, like he's too slow to get done. And that happened a few times when he was playing for us before he got loaned out. So the season before, so it just seemed to be like the, the old traits. I traits sounds pretty bad, but the the way you can see that last season was still there. But in the game and a half, like he's played with us, is it a game and a half? That is yeah. game and a half. I've He's not really put a foot wrong at all, is he? The Kilmarnock game, I mean, he, he had about three or four saves in the second half that were brilliant. And see today, uh, well, Saturday, sorry, that Livy match, it was a mature performance for him. Great penalty save, brilliant. He nearly got the second one. He had a great stop that Sporting again conveniently cut out and it was point blank. I don't think he knew much about it, but he made himself big. It was an unreal save, eh? And come on, see what I like about him? And it sounds daft, like, but see, he's kicking. He's kicking us on the money. Every single time. Every really, single time. Really, really improved. Brilliant. Baka would just pull off a boy and he would zing it. And he zings it. It's not one of the keepers that kicks it and it floats in the air and the defender's got plenty of time to adjust. He fucking zings it right to the boy, right on his toe. Brilliant performance. Eh? He was up there with man of match for me. Like, uh, really was. 
Aye. So let's speak about the goals then. Bakayoko's. It was a defensive calamity for, for Livy, which will be the, the theme of their game, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the boy just... Oh, awful, awful thing of defence. But Bakayoko gets it. Penrith, Penrith, was it? Yeah, and he's a, he's a boy that, like, last season, I thought I done... It's no bad. No bad for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it goes falls right to Bakayoko, and he just rifles it into the, the back of the net. And Lovey kind of had a wee bit of pressure on the lead-up to this, and that just sucked it right out there, didn't it? Knocked the stuff in at them, mate. It really did. But what a finish for the boy, yeah. Composure at its finest. And he, like you says, he rifled it. Like, nearly burst a bloody net. And a bar. <laughs> um, the penalty. The penalty. We can't speak too much about the school because we'll have, obviously, we rifled it. That is it. 1 0 Dundee. But the penalty on the lead at Jake, what do you think, mate? Because at the time, at the time, it looked like this might be at the box. But after a five check, it was given as a penalty, even though it was initially given as a free kick. I'm going to be a bit controversial, right? Danny, get him off the pod now. <laughs> the contact technically starts in the box, but the foul is not committed until outside the box. Mm. So he's got his arm on him in the box, but he doesn't push him over, inverted commas, because he didn't, it's no foul. But until he's outside the box. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So going by the letter of the law, I could see why it was given. But um, my agenda says otherwise. It was never a penalty. It was outside the box. We'll just shite. Get Van Yeah, that's that's my view right there, like, definitely. But the thing is, see, the, like, he gives him a wee shoulder charge in the box, and that shoulder charge was harder than the one that actually put him over. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so it just... I couldn't believe it. Nobody nobody had a clue what was going on at the ground there. Eh? Not a clue. Just over the tannoy penalty review. And we're like, what? It's fucking Where? inside the box. <laughs> nah. Nah. Never a penalty. But Never. I'm, I'm that. trying to play devil's advocate a bit, you know. I can see where they're coming from. But it's never a foul for one. It's a coming together. It's never a foul. He was, um, you know, one of these players that buys it. Buys the fouls, you know. Yeah, that- tries to sell it to the referee, and he unfortunately did on this occasion. But uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get over how the fact they, they even thought it was a foul, let alone a penalty. But is that the contact does right? start in the box? <laughs> Jake, well, this is a Dundee podcast, mate. I can, I can, <laughs> I can. Sorry, this isn't the SFA podcast. Well, I want to hear your view on it because your view is always good to hear. It's never a penalty. Never a penalty in a million years, man. The boys went down down like a sack of tatties, man. Like a fucking sniper in the stands. It's an absolute joke. But like I said, he touched them in the box. The shoulder charge in the box was worse than the one that actually put him on the deck. But Jake's absolutely bang on. He sold it to the ref and the referee has purchased a lot, honestly. Like just, I hear, I know what all the slate referees and how abysmal they are, but Bloody hell, that referee. He was getting at Pelters big style because you don't know what you're doing. I don't know why the Dundee fans turned into Londoners, but you know what I mean? uh, yeah, with the flat caps and that, you know what I mean? He won. <laughs> you what? You saw it? Um, but yeah. A couple of sorts, you. <laughs> you fucking saw it. Um, but yeah, no, he was getting at stinking, and rightly so, because he didn't know what he was doing. He was just. 
he was making mountains out of molehills. He was like, well, like again, Jake saying, you know, he was he was buying what players were trying to sell him. Do you know what I mean? He was really getting influenced by these. But nah, for me, nah, fuck off. It's a Dundee mm-hmm. podcast. It was never a penalty. <laughs> but it was well saved. It was a poor penalty, but well saved by Sharp. And um, I tried to rack my brains to think, when was the last time uh, back-to-back games Dundee goalkeeper saved a penalty and it was a different goalkeeper? It could be the first time. I'd like to hear anybody that's old as the hills, uh, if they remember anything for the 80s or 70s, come forward and tell us. Um, because That'd be interesting be to know, mate. Yeah. But yeah. I think that will be the first. Like. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but it's... They got the. I was one all. No, no. So I've jumped. I've jumped right ahead there. Right ahead. One all. What am I on about? I didn't even go one all in this game. Um, obviously, in the 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 second half, we kind of screwed them up even more, and we brought on Mikey Mellon. Now, let's speak about his contribution here, because he linked up so well with Luke McCowan, mm. and it was just pass, pass. Was it pass, 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 goal? What a goal one, by Luke. But one great two, play. Man. Yeah. Triangles. Basic mm-hmm. stuff, but they made it look brilliant. But the boy, here, I'm not being funny, but see, see when he came on, and I, I think I put it in the chat, I tweeted it, like, he, he looked fit. Now, I know that sounds daft, but he just, he looked fit. Mate, see his quads, they're absolutely gargantuan, eh? They're huge. He's going to be... He's going to be the difference, I think. I know I don't, I don't want to put pressure on him, eh? like, even if he listens. To, I think he will listen to it, but I don't want to put too much pressure on the lad, eh? you know. But um, he'll be the difference. Because obviously you've got Celtic Rangers hearts and then obviously Livy at the bottom. See that cluster of teams there? They're all very, very similar, but he could be the difference to, you know, just up the top of that tree. <laughs> Jake, I think, well, I've said a lot. I think we have just been missing a goal scorer. Somebody that... There's none. Nate years of grace is about him. He gets the ball. He knows where the, where the back of the net is and he puts it in the back. And, mm. and I feel like that's what we've been missing all season. And I feel like we've now got it. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Spot on. Spot on. I think I've been saying the same thing to you guys in various group chats all year. Um, that, you know, the one thing we lack is that guy that other teams fear. You know? Um Aberdeen have got it in Miofsky. No other teams really doing in this cluster that you're talking about. And we might have our guy, so that could, as you say, push us away from from everybody else, I think. Um, I'm just so glad that he came on and had a good game because I've been bagging him up like nothing else all week. <laughs> um, I'm so glad he hasn't had a flop. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, oh, oh what, what a guy, what a guy. But you I couldn't ask right. anymore. You couldn't no. ask anymore for a debut to come on and make such an impact like that. That's unbelievable. That is probably one of the best debuts I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that Definitely. might be me overstretching the mark a wee bit, but no, I didn't think so because, well, Danny, 28 minutes, two goal, two assists and a goal. I, I unbelievable. I don't think that that statement is any... If, if you can come away with a player that's done any better in that 28 minutes... Free contributions. I don't think you've had a debut like that at all, mate. For I can't think. I can't think of anybody that's had a better debut than that. I really can't. There probably yeah. is one out there that's probably done a hat, scored a hat trick or something. But but that, Musa that, against Cowdenbeath. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that his debut? 
I think it was, eh? Yeah. Well, uh, well, maybe, maybe, but was it in a 28 minute period there? Eh? But then oh, he did, sc- one of them was an over- a kind of overhead kick. It's oh, like a fellow burning leg. <laughs> it's between Musa and Melon, isn't it? Between M and M. Absolutely. Musa should have won the Puskas Award for that overhead kick. You know what I mean? It was unbelievable. <laughs> but mate, he was just the boy Melon. He's just. I know I don't want to get too carried away, like, eh, but I'm I'm putting my hat on it. He's he's going to be the difference. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said earlier about uh, him and McCowan linking up. I think that's going to be something that we're going to be. Really going to have to keep an eye on. I think that's going to be. Well, I, I tweeted Shearer and Sutton. The Burnley fans were were getting on at me for that because it's like <laughs> I never realised. <laughs> uh, I could wait to sever the ties already. We Burnley. Okay, eh? <laughs> just compared their best players to not their best players. We compared their players to Blackburn players. Oops. But no, I think I think that's going to be a, a partnership, a Hemmings and Stewart esque partnership. You know, one of them creates yeah. it. One of them picks the ball in the net. And the thing the is, them, the pair of them complement mm. each other already. And they've really probably don't. had, they've probably have they even had a training session together? Maybe one, you know. Maybe. <laughs> so, and it's just it's clicked. They've just mm. they've, right. They're on the same page, and that's the difference. I, 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 I'm going to just keep saying it. Uh, that is the difference that's going to propel us up this league. Uh, turn those draws into victories and mm-hmm. maintain maintain you know winning positions and it could be but see collectively as a team you couldn't ask any more of the team yesterday it was a proper team performance yet again even with those yeah. new boys boys coming in that have been probably off the well, been sitting probably languishing on the bench and whatnot but they came in and you wouldn't have, you would have thought the team had played together for for the whole season do you know what I mean aye you touched on Mellon and McEwen linking up together. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't get to see that for long in this game. No. McEwen already on a, a yellow card gives away. And I think he'll admit it yourself. It was a stupid yellow card to give away. Um, I think i seen the Dance Park Choir. It must have been Ethan tweet it because I think you might have been too intoxicated at this point. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he took one for the team. I didn't agree with that because... It was in their half. There was plenty of defenders in the way. There was no taking one for the team there for me. No. It was just McEwen, just rush of blood to the head. Though he was fouled about 10 seconds beforehand, I think it was a wee bit of frustration as well, kicked him with him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that foul wasn't given. He's still on the yellow card. He shouldn't be doing that. I mean, he's my best player. He's the boy that fucking gets this team like ticking, you know. It's, he's going to be a massive miss for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But it was just... Oh, you see that as soon as he kicked him, he put his, put his foot That's just exactly like, what I was going to say. As soon as he kicked him, he's gone, oh, shit, what have I done? Silly yeah. boy. Ah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Him off. Aye. I think he's, he's got enough credit in the bank to, yeah. <laughs> to, to earn this, you know. Uh, Plus he said to us that he listens to the podcast, so it's like, well, I'll pay, you Paul and Jake's going to pay your fine, it's fine. We'll pay your fine, mate, don't worry, we'll pay your fine. We went round. But then, the the inevitable was going to happen, was it? We're doing to 10 men, we've seen myself throw away a couple of two-goal leads, or goal lead, near the end of the game. Love you go up, get another penalty. Now, this is where I will say the fucking top of the hill say that was never a penalty. Never a penalty. I think Dodgson gets that ball. He gets the ball. I think there's two angles. One of them, 
is it too clear cut? But there's the other one that you see. To me, he gets his foot on that ball, gets it away before he even touches the lovely player. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. He gets the ball, gets all of the ball, but you can't go slide in for behind on someone and not expect somebody to make a decision. You know, he does get the ball. It's not a penalty, but he slid in from behind. And it's given somebody a decision to make. And if you've got the uh, calibre, I can say, I use that word lightly, of referee that we've got, it's going to be a penalty, isn't it? No, absolutely stonewaller. Oh. <laughs> what? Stonewaller. This is a you Dundee see? podcast. I know. <laughs> You didn't go sliding in behind for the no. market players. You just don't. And especially, and that's anywhere on the pitch. Not just a box. Do you know what I mean? And Jake, you've hit the nail on the head. He's gave that, the referee, the decision to make. And that the way the referee was going in that game, he was always going to give that as a penalty. But, but mate, that's two penalties he's given away in two games. Come on. Right, he's got to be smart here. He's got to be smart. He's got to learn, learn for these wee, you know, these wee mistakes. Like, and... I think he's been hard done by in both of them. I think he has, like, yeah, but that's obviously what we're we're up against. Mm. <laughs> Hence what the reason it? why we were singing "fuck the SFA" for about <laughs> the remainder of the game. <laughs> but Paul was it really feet behind? Because he was kind of at the side of him when he puts the tackle on. I used to put the tackle on feet behind him, but mm. as he went in feet behind him for the tackle, I think, he, I think he's went feet. But I think he's went feet behind there. I'll need to watch it again. But I'm. Nah, I think it's a good last ditch tackle to get the bar off of somebody because mm. in this day and age to say a boy's running one on one with the keeper and you manage to catch up just beside them they're telling me that you can't put a tackle in because you're behind them I didn't yeah, agree probably. with that I didn't agree yeah. with that uh, oh, well. there, there will be people that will agree with Paul um, they're obviously wrong <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can see, I can see why, I can see what you're saying, Paul. I, and people will agree with yourself. And but I'm on the other fence, saying, nah, I'm no, I'm no with that at all. And there will be some people that agree with me. It's just the way the world is, isn't it? But unfortunately, Harry Sharp was so close to saving the same, wasn't he? I could have been oh, a double. Ah, uh, so unlucky. Um, that was funny though. See, at the game, I thought I thought he had actually saved it, eh? and I was like, "Oh yeah, fucking yes!" But obviously never. But see, obviously the ball's in the back of the net, and the Livy boys are wanting to get the ball. Harry went to like obviously pick up the ball to almost like stop them from getting it to get back up the pitch. Should have seen the referee. He was like a fly on shit. He was straight over <laughs> like Harry, like get him the ball. That's what it was like. I'm telling you, the referee had time on the on his coupon. Telling you, <laughs> but thankfully it got burst. But anyway, the, 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 they may have scored the penalty, but <laughs> Jesus, right fake kick-off. What did Dundee do? We 10 men go for score another goal. And a great goal, actually. Though, I may say, be pushing the back for Merlin on the defender? Nah, if that's a foul, the game's gone. What, uh, what I'm meaning is, he's obviously gave a foul for McEwen on the lovely boy. Is, if you're wanting consistency, then, well... So neither were a foul then. Exactly. That's what, exactly. That's what we're agreeing on. <laughs> but yeah, great play from him. He sees the again the lovely defence all over the place, man. Eh? Um, but he reads the reads the ball well, reads the what's happening, gets it, passes right into Robinson, goal, boom, three one, and that's it. Whatever thought of a lovely comeback that was going to happen was totally chucked out the windy, and there was no coming back for them after that. 
That's exactly it, Danny. Because see, at the game, when obviously they scored the penalty, you were kind of like, oh, oh, here we go again. But what a response. And I loved how sports seen the show straight from the kickoff. Eh? It's just, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Just big up and under for Shaughnessy. Brexit for mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have you seen the. I'll speak to you about that later anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but. A foul, nah, I'm, I'm with you guys on this one. That 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 would be the game would be gone if that was a penalty, uh, like a foul. But what an understanding between him and Mellon and Robinson. Obviously, mm-hmm. Rob, obviously Robinson's obviously going to give him a shout, like in the box, you know, whatever. But what a ball and what a finish for Robinson, by the way. Nobody's getting much credit for that. See, he just digs out with outside his boot. Oh, beautiful. Ah, it's, it's almost like Robinson's became like the forgotten striker after being the top man last season. But I think, is that him on six goals now for Dundee? He may, may as well be with, with top goal scorer at this point. But he's he's getting in there and getting into position and getting goals. And you say, great link-up play for Merlin. It's like he, has, he sees him making the run then goes and gets the ball and just rifles it into the box. And there he is, knocks it in. He's got the defender at him, the keeper coming at him as well. And just fantastic to put that in the back of the net. Just the it. non, it's just the way he nonchalantly does it, though, mate. It's just like it's like it's effortless. It's like it's nothing mm-hmm. to him. He's just like dink in the box, in the goal, hunt that, see you later, in class. And I mean, oh, but obviously Mellon coming in and you know obviously Rudden going, and I think there was talks about oh, is, is Zach Robinson is he is his loan going to be terminated or is he going to go back or what? Or but I think you've silenced a few folk with that, like, eh? but he does get into great positions and, and he's a poacher. He's a, he's a finisher. That's two finishers, really, you've got on your team now. Do you know what I mean? Three, back of Yogo. Oh, mate, uh, brilliant. Brilliant, isn't it? But I think um, Robinson's more like he'll stay between the posts. Mel will do the dirty work. Yep. And back of Yogo's the kind of your brute. So we've got three different modes of striker. That's before you come to Maine as well. So Exactly. Looking all right. Looking all right. I totally but, forgot about Curtis Maine. Aye. <laughs> totally forgot about him. <laughs> he exists. Uh, what, what, what was the goalie doing, Tom? What was the goalie doing, Tom? Aye. What, what was it? He was running back. What a day for the boy McGovern. Bloody hell, man. He's sitting in the stand, basically. It was fucking... Don't know what he was doing. Not don't know what he was playing up. Don't know what no. he was playing up. But, look, we, Dundee were lethal. I think Martindale touched on it, and he was like, oh, we're, I think Dundee only had four shots on goal. It was five. But we buried four of them. What more could you ask for? <laughs> how many times are we on the other end of that, though? Exactly. You know I mean? mate. How many times are, oh, one team took their chances, the other team didn't. We were off in the team that didn't. Yep. But it makes a nice change to be the team that does, doesn't it? It certainly does, mate. That's like the second time this season we've done that. We've done that against St. Man, 4-0. Mm-hmm. And I think Stephen Robertson said the same thing as well, though he was kind of saying that they were the one they any good that day. And it was back to the drawing board, but he was like, Dundee went up, and it seemed like every chance they had to put it to the back of the net. And we've went and done it again. So it's, it doesn't seem like a fluke. It seems like something that we can actually do as a team, which, lads, I mean, I mean, how many times have you seen a Dundee team collapse when they get a man sent off, and then they, they get a penalty when they're, Two, two nil up, you know. We look back at the Hearts game. Aye, it happened there, but it's happened loads. We have spot. I mean, I can't. It's only love you, but playing against who are absolutely like bottom of the barrel right now. But the mentality we showed to go right up after losing a goal like that, putting a third, and then Mellon, what a goal for the force 
absolutely tremendous oh, goal. Again, it's something that we'd be missing up top. And there we go. Can rifle that. Again, another rifle. Boom. Goal. Though, they try to spoil the fun and uh, chop it off. But thankfully, it wasn't I didn't believe that, that he even went to VAR. And see see one thing about the, the VAR decisions at the game, they took forever. Like, it was minutes at a time to come to these decisions. See if you watch any of the European football, man, they go over at the monitor view, it's done in 30 seconds, if that. that it, it, every decision took minutes, it was a disaster. But what a finish, what a strike. He looked like he was threatening to do it. Eh? When he picked the ball, he was like, oh, nah, I'll take a wee touch. And he just battered it. Keeper, mm, unlucky. But um, yeah, taking on the way from what a goal, mate. What a goal. Great finish. I don't know if you watched his um, we highlight reel video that they put up, uh, but when when he signed, but he did that five or six times this season for Markham, the same goal. So I think you'll see more than just that one for him this year. Doing exactly the same thing, giving room on the edge of the box, he'll he'll probably punish you. Might be a wee bit of an unknown uh, entity coming into the Premier. Do you know what I mean? Aye, Teams exactly. might not know how to play against him, but he showed different sides to his game. Like, yeah, he could come deep, deep and pick up the ball, start a play. He can put decent balls in for other players to score. He can, he's can, he got a shot in him. He, and I've touched on it earlier, but his fucking quadriceps are huge, man. He's... <laughs> Honestly, he's a way to be. He's a way to frighten defence, and say, I would, I would absolutely love to see him in main up front, main or back a bullion boys, and him just picking it up and bump had that three 0 <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's an all rounder. We great quads. That's what we're trying to say. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, we'll, we'll go and speak about the the reason why they were wanting to make it offside. This one, uh, Boateng, I think he picks it up. Makes a great dart and run, passes that Tom, but he keeps it going. Mellon takes a shot, Boateng jumps up. Obviously, he's not looking, but he knows the shot's coming, so he just jumps up anyway. And that's what they were trying to say. He was infringing. He was offside. They are trying to say he was infringing the play as well. But when you look at the replay, he wasn't even in front of the keeper. But again, it took a fucking age, man. But you can clearly see it. I'm shouting, like, that can't be chopped off. We've already heard this before at Levy, uh, up at Levy, uh, doing it at Levy, and it got chopped off, and then an independent reviewers came in and says, nah, that goal should have stood. So I didn't care if that was in the back of the mind of this ref's uh, head at this point, that right, this is where we've probably been hauled up, is this type of goal. And he's been like, right, I'm going to give this. And he had to give it, because he wasn't in the front line of any keeper. He just jumped. It was instinct to jump because he kept the shot was coming and it was given. Thank God. But it was a brilliant start of a debut. And no VAR, Steve McLean in the box in Glasgow, who has been a pain in the arse in Dundee for many years, was going to stop it. Get a right round on there. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't even be looked at. But even if it is going to be looked at and scrutinised, it's... The decision should have been made a hell of a lot quicker than what it was, mate. No wonder there was, what was it, nine minutes or something added mm-hmm. on at the end of the game? Well, we're into 100 minutes. Well, exactly. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Nine minutes? Come on, eh? That's an absolute joke. Absolute mm-hmm. joke. It wasn't even like, the, you know, there was boys down on the deck, lengthy injuries or anything like that. It was all because of VAR. <laughs> nine minutes injury? Get away, man. Total <laughs> joke. But Total was, joke. It was a fantastic win, lads, and... 
what is that? At one point we were looking at going six in the league, but Hibs managed to come back and draw two all week early, so we find ourselves still seventh. Though we're on twenty fifth points, we are thirteen ahead of Lovey. Let's just say it now. I mean, there's no way that sure are catching us. Uh, we are now looking at was it seven ahead of County at second bottom. It's looking good. I mean, we pick up a few more wins. And there's a couple of games coming up against teams Rundos, St Johnston and County. You know, get wins there as well. We might be looking at going into the end of this season, potentially. Paul, stop signaling fourth place to me. I'm on about potentially having no fear. Jumping league spot. <laughs> See, I'm on about not getting caught up in a playoff. He's right in there. He's fucking sombrero on and all that we've only, we've, only, European <laughs> we've only beaten Livy I'm thinking we're in the Champions League man brilliant hey, talk about we'll beat, getting, getting carried away by yourself we'll beat the team that everybody beats this season fuck <laughs> 9 points for 9 against Livy though I mean there'd be years you'd have gone oh wow mm-hmm. you know that's some feat but you know, it's kind of Par for the course at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> it can only be the teams that are playing you come up against. So do you know what I mean? And Dode Cran said that on the last pod. Do you know what I mean? When you've got a team's number and we've got Livy's number. I just hope that's the last time we play them, eh? And I think it will be. Ah, oh, there we go. I knew that was going to come. I can't he was going to say that. Um Aye, it'd be good. It'd be good. But the, you know what, the the way the the results have went and the way for, uh, uh the results for us and for other teams have went. It does. The more of the season keeps going on, the more that you do think we might actually, or well, we've got a good chance of hitting top six here. Obviously, there's still a lot more games to go, and you know we've got a couple of toughies coming up, and that could change a lot of things as well. But there is that we it's creeping in, and it, you start to think to yourself, you know what? It was all about like just staying in the Premiership this season. But at one point, they turn around and say, "You can what? No, they've put money into this team." There's probably going to be a lot more money coming into this team, and we'll speak about that later on. Why are we no aiming higher? Why not? Is it just because we're always used to being in a relegation battle or just like, you know, finishing by the skin of our teeth, like ninth or something like that? Let's aim higher. Fuck it. I'm reaching for the stars, mate. Actually, I'm reaching for my passport. <laughs> I've seen that glass ceiling and thinking, one Dundee, let's, let's shatter, let's break through this, let's shatter it. Why not, though, mate? Why not? I mean, yeah, the, I think everybody in their uncles came out and says, you know, the main aim is to stay up. But And I think Dode touched on it. It might have been Dode. Or was it Rory, Rory Law when I did, you know, the BBC thing, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean you're, you're, what's the word? Your targets will probably change throughout the season. Do you know what I mean? And, and like I says, that cluster of teams, all very, very similar. You know what? Ugh. Europe, here we come. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> to be fair, Jake... It's got a good feeling, mate. It's got a really good feeling about it. I know, it, again, it's Livy and fuck me, man, but... Why not? Why not aim for, you know, top six? Why not aim for Europe? Why not? Just why not? Exactly. Thanks for that, Paul, but I was about to ask Jake a question, but you just interrupted. You interrupted our guest. Crack on, Crack you on, know. Sorry, um, Jake, why not? To be honest, the way, the way for that, as Paul just said about 20 times, because when you look at the teams below us, Lovey, you know, just like relegation fodder. You know, County, who have had a wee good patch and now have went over like a wee bad patch because it looks like Needy likes playing under the manager because he's flung them under the bus, which everybody believes rumours. 
everybody wants away. You've got St Johnston who will probably do enough, you know, to to stay up. Uh, you've got Motherwell, like a team who are like, underperforming as well, and then you've got an Aberdeen team who we're going to come up against on Tuesday. And we'll speak about that now. Who are well, the fans are organising fucking protests and the one pyros and there's already pictures as we're speaking tonight getting posted of the fans outside the stadium we banners if there's ever a good time to go away and beat Aberdeen up at Petordre it's Tuesday night isn't it absolutely I oh, can't wait I'm going to head up early I think a couple of boys have said they're going to head up early just to take in the spectacle that's going to happen before the game I think it's going to be fantastic um, I think you say you say why not I think we, the D fans as a collective, are just pessimists, aren't we? We're just glutton for punishment. That's what it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's almost Stockholm Syndrome. If it's going too well, we're not liking it, you know. Um, but uh, Aberdeen, I think you're right, spot on. There's never a better time to play them. And, um, I mean, it's about time we, we went up there, I think. It's mm-hmm. been a wee while, so I don't see why not. I keep keep me off screen. Quiet. We win. That's easy as that. Because mm-hmm. their other ten players are no, no better hours. But he is their difference maker, and this is what Paul's been going on about, about Mellon. He could be ours. You know, I'm not saying he's because there's talk talk about Miofsky being the best striker in the league. You know, I like that Kyogo's kicking about, and I don't know like, but. Well, maybe maybe the he best striker of the league just now, to be honest, because mm. he's yeah, Kyogo's not really he's not really Dane, he's not really scoring a lot of goals, is he? But you've got the, the Aberdeen boy, and he has he's doing well for them, and he is the danger man. Yeah, they've had a few bad results, but they've had a big football calendar fixtures already this mm-hmm. season. They've had European football, which you know what, they've not really embarrassed themselves there either. They've reached nope. a cup final. Um, they are, are they still in the Scottish Cup as well? Are they? Did they? I can't remember actually. Uh, once we get back, what is the Scottish totally... Cup? I don't even know what that is. Scottish <laughs> Cup? What's that? <laughs> See, they've got banners and that, and like raging. If we'd done all that this season, we'd be putting statues up of boys. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, just plenty of time, but he had a function to the right half here. <laughs> <laughs> All of famous, brilliant. The <laughs> thing is, Miofsky, he was the best striker in the league, I think, until Mellon showed up. Yes. <laughs> That's what I like. Confidence. Yes. I say, you've got to be confident. Why not? It, it, it feels weird mm. being a Dundee fan and being confident. You know? Mm-hmm. But, and again, it, it, that just comes from Doherty and it's rippling through the team and <clears throat> every player to a man, like it says on Saturday, they were, they were brilliant. Eh? They did what needed done. That's mm. that convincingly. So Aberdeen, mm. could we put a wee nail in the coffin for Aye. Robson? Mm. It was last time we got a manager sat. Well, lads, I was going to say this to you. How many times have we came up against a team that have flundering, that are wanting the manager gone, and we've played them thinking, oh, here we fucking go. And by the full-time whistle, it's like, oh, my God, we just got beat for this lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all, we always keep managers, the opposition managers, we confident booster, don't we? Um, but <laughs> so don't get my hopes up too much. <laughs> but you know, we've got to go up there and we've got to find this is a team that are that the fans are going to get on the back. It's not even just go out and get an early goal. Go out and then give them nothing. Let the fans yeah. get on the back of them and nil nil. I mean, I, I, go out and get an early goal if you can get one. 
but you're really wanting them fans to get on the back of them, let them make mistakes, and then, you know, boom, take advantage of it. Uh, that's got to be the game plan right there. Obviously, didn't give them too much respect. We've done that a few times with lay, we've, we've lay off teams quite a bit, and we'll let them in. We need to be a little bit more, you know, be a bit more tempo to it. You know, nothing passive by it, but keep at them, keep running at them, let them, you know, get them to make a mistake, and then fucking pounce if you get the chance. Mate, that's exactly it. That's that should one hundred percent be the game plan because their fans are notorious this season for their booze. You know what I mean? Oh, no, they're bevy. I'm talking about boo. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I've watched a couple of their games, and especially at half time, if they're going in one 0 down or it's 0 0 the booze ring all over through the city, the Granite City. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. Just make, just close the close the players down, close them down. Let them kick the ball out. They're waiting a 60 yarder and it goes out the park. Boo! Come on, Dundee. That's what we've got to do, mate. Go on, squad. Yeah, that yeah. as well. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got perhaps on Saturday, but I don't think we can go and speak about what we think will be happening, but really got to get the Aberdeen game out of the way first so I don't think we'll really preview that it is what it is we're coming up against a team that have probably the form team in this league you know it's going to be a tough end it's just a case of you know what just try and keep them quiet and it's they were, what we said against Aberdeen keep them quiet I try to frustrate them and grab a goal but apart from that we'll not go too much into it because we've got Aberdeen first up there Uh Big news this week, though, that we've not touched upon, that we've not even mentioned, is obviously the, the partnership, the strategic partnership between Dundee and Burnley. I totally <laughs> messed up that there as Paul's laughing into the mic. Um, but uh, isn't he, it's ALK Capital announces the partnership with Dundee. So obviously they're owners of Burnley. So it's more looking like the, the company that own Burnley are involved with Dundee. There's plenty of wee snippets going about here and there, and it seems like a good thing for Dundee, lads. We've got a few loan signings on the way, but what do you think it means for the club going forward? Do you think it's the partnership is more than just a player swap, and could it mean the owners who who was at the game at Levy, uh, may may add, may start investing money into the running of the club and making it uh, bigger than what, what we have uh, right now? Yeah. Um, I think in an ideal world it would work. Like, Burnham coming us, but right, Dundee, we've got these players available. You've got first choice in your melons and your whoever's. I think and then in the Reverse, we go right. Uh, we've got a couple of upcoming young players, Camerons, Mulligans, Robertson. Even he's come back in the team. You know, it's time for them to progress their careers. Time to let them fly, if you like. You've got first dibs, but it's got to be fair. I think they can't expect to come and get players for a pence. And I think that's what a lot of fans are going to be. Dundee fans who have been sceptical about it are going to be saying um, that it's just going to be for the taking our good players on the cheap yeah, I don't I, think that's going to be the case yeah I mean I think, mm. I think, I think if, it, if it does happen they will be seeing it as a case of they'll give them the, the market value 
that. I mean, if there are other teams in it, they'll pay for it. But I think you know you're seeing a lot of these companies buying into clubs, and I believe that the rules are going to be relaxed in Scotland about dual ownerships and all that. I can't see uh, the owners, other uh, owners, giving up controlling uh, run of Dundee. That's just not going to happen. But I feel like the AKL see it as a golden opportunity to look at buying in to a club that have got, you know, like great plans ahead of them. They might see it as, right, if we invest in this team, there's a good few European spots uh, available in Scottish football, potentially five a season. If we can get them in there into the group stages, then that's where they make money. Because if you look at Aberdeen's accounts uh, and Hearts, when they produce it, all the the big money coming in is from just reaching the group stages. So they might see it, right, we'll buy into them. Because you see it all over the world. AKL might be uh, involved with Burnley. They might be involved with a team across in Germany and another team in Italy or whatever. It's just the way things are going. And I believe that uh, myself, I think this is the way it's going to be them. They're looking at as another club to get a wee bit of a stake in to uh, put money in themselves to make everything run better and see it as an opportunity to uh, go ahead of teams in the league that we're on par with. I think it's exciting times, mate, to be honest with you. But I can understand like some of Dundee fans' scepticism, if you want to say, because we're, we've been burnt in the past with investors. Do you know what I mean? Like the Melvilles and that. But as this just comes off completely polar opposite to that. It actually seems like there is a plan. There is, I mean, what is the plan, though? I mean... Are they going to be investing in the stadium? You know, you never know. They probably are. But what did you say they were called? ALK? ALK Capital? <laughs> ALK. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Brilliant, man. But I like the idea of the, you know, they've got potential, potentially guys like on the periphery of like the, you know, the, the first team, but, you know, they're in their under-23s and they're like, you know, obviously want to get these boys game experience, right? You're going up to Dundee. You're going into a tough league where you'll hate to learn and learn quick. You know, you hate to hit the ground running. So I like to look at the boys that we've got in currently anyway. So we shall see, mate. We shall see. Was there not whispers of we're getting to... We're getting access to their, their scouting department and we're getting access to their scouts themselves. And, you know, this could be massive for us. Absolutely, mate. A wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. A yeah, wealth of what knowledge. Saying. It's a knowledge share. That's what the, the um, I forget his name, is it Pace or something? Alan kept Pace. Saying, yeah, yeah, he kept saying in his interview, it's a it's a, a knowledge share rather than a, a financial commitment for the time being. And um, that's it. You know, getting access to scouts and access to players that maybe aren't quite Burnley's level yet. We get them, raise them up, they go Burnley. There you are, mate. There you are. Bang on the money. That's what I'm going with, 100%. Because, like he says, they guys might be thinking, here, this boy looks no bad. He's not that. He's, he's not quite our level yet. Off you pop to Dundee, come back a better player, better man, better everything. Mm-hmm. Mate, that, that, you're bang on the money. I'm so glad you're here, Jake. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> I'm glad you're here as well, though, Danny, obviously. Cheers for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's twice... Well, last week, Josh Cram was disappointed you were only on the podcast, and then uh, yeah. that comment as well. That's 
just for that, lads. Um, that was funny as anything. That's, that's all the time I've got for this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll love you, Danny. We'll love you. <laughs> but, like, from the well, brains of this operation. Oh, it's from the brains and oh man, yeah, it's not saying much. You actually, it? look like brains from Thunderbirds. <laughs> Is it the brain? Yeah, Speggy boy. Anyway. Oh well. Superb. <laughs> Superb. Oh, <gasps> moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, transfer rumours. There's no much kicking about just now. There's been the wee wee talk of if Carson's out for the. There's been talk of Carson being out for the season, and that um, they might be bringing a loan person. I've got a wee injury update. Uh, Save some place. Um, so Carson wasn't risked yesterday on the Astro because he's also had a slight issue with his knee. He should be back into contention for Tuesday and Lamy is nearly back, but Tuesday might be too soon for him. Uh, Howley obviously went off as well after coming on to sub. They don't know how long he's going to be missing for. And, well, Patalis, Donnelly, Pineda are all still out. And also got missing McCowan as well through suspension. But one transfer rumour that I'll fling about uh, Monday and Tuesday will be will we, will he will they let us will Owen Beck come back to Dundee I'd absolutely love it if he did man, absolutely love it if he did as Kevin Keegan obviously not got the same enthusiasm as him, but I'd fucking love it if he did bring I him would back. love it, I would uh, love it yeah the, 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 seems like the I think he will, chance. I'm going to say it mate, I'm going to say it I think he will, yeah and and I'm not being funny if he does. That's going to probably be one of the best January windows Dundee's ever had, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> I wish I shared your optimism. Like I can't see it. I can't see it. I really can't. I, I, I'm on my knees. And and Jurgen, if you're listening, please, please, please. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm begging. The things but, they'll do, Jurgen, if you send I, them up. <laughs> oh, honestly, he'd have his energy back for the Liverpool job, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'd make sure that. Uh, if Beck comes back, you're right. I think you're talking about Mellon making a difference. If Beck yeah. comes back, he's a difference. He's what we will be. If Beck comes back, we're comfortably in the race for top six. Comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I didn't want to say it. Just, just say it, mate. Just <laughs> can't wait to get the arse end of Latvia. Brilliant, eh? Slovakia, nah, eh? Going to be class. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. Transfer uh, on these shots on the first of February, so there's a few days left to see what happens. But fingers crossed, toes crossed, uh, everything crossed. We'll see what happens. But. We're running out of time, so we will move on to the fans' Q&A that we're put out. And you know what? There's absolutely loads of questions. I think we've got time to go through all of them, so I do apologise. So we'll just kick off. Uh, we had the club historian Kerry Ross ask us, what's your favourite cheese? Good like, on a cheese toastie. Oh. I like my spicy cheese. cheese. I like my spicy cheese. Or mozzarella. <laughs> all right, next. <laughs> um, two, 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 two. Uh, Anne Campbell, she's cheeky, he's got two again. Why do we always seem to be getting poor VAR decisions given against us? I know Robinson scored today, but would you be opposed to... Oh, that's, sorry, he's just rolled into two questions. So, yeah, um, we seem to be getting poor VAR decisions. Uh, VAR 
decisions against us, it's because the officials are poor. That's mm-hmm. all it is. That's a short answer. Right? Um, it's not the technology, it's the problem, it's the monkeys trying to use it. Yeah. Absolutely, mate, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I also put, I know Rob's have scored the day, but would you be opposed to letting them leave now? No. I like nah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very opposed to it, yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I'm definitely offended there, Jake. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't be getting rid of him. I mean, as I said, we've got it's just something different to what we've got. Yep. And he'll fit in the team someplace. That's one thing. Some it, opposition. Sorry, Jake, to speak about Robinson's impact uh, yesterday. Mate, there was at times during the game he was left and right back. You know, he was tracking back and putting the tackles, clearing the ball at the pitch and that. He was, and obviously he got his goal. So, nah, Robinson must stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Haggart, with Merlin getting two assists and a goal on less than 45 minutes of football for Dundee, does he start his new game? If so, what's the setup around him to get the best out of his abilities? Uh, I think he sh- probably should start. He looked fat. He looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, he probably deserves the spot up top. And I think the best his ability is to, as I think Jacob Paul said, get a big hatchet, no hatchet man, but you see your, your Kurtz Main or Bakayoko or Robinson beside him today, a lot of the, the, the fighting and get the ball at his feet and let him work the magic. Yep, mm-hmm. bang on. That's it. Bang on, mate. Absolutely bang on. Don't, don't get me wrong, Merlin looks like he could throw himself out as well. Like, mm-hmm. No, nah, I think that would greatly you know, spur his game on, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Hampton <laughs> can you ever go without Michael Mellon sugar high no. we have I don't know is that I don't it? know if I could ever go without Michael Mellon sugar put it, put it in a pint glass squeeze him out into a pint glass and I'll gobble that in we've had that wee sample we're used to it now eh? we want more <laughs> <laughs> only if the people say so <laughs> Anthony Marshall, with Hibs set to get the green light for their investment from Bournemouth owner Bill Foley, do you think that something similar will happen with ALK, Capital and Dundee as part as a partnership? Yep, I think that's what it's going to be. That's going to be what's what's happening. There'll be no other reason for the the big parade about it and press releases and the the owner coming up. He was on BBC Scotland doing interviews the day after. He's at the game. There's there's more to it than what these releases are really. Have there's got to be got to be. That's it. They won't be able to say it yet. That that that's what's going to happen because the rules don't state that it can yet. And when they are relaxed, as you were talking about earlier, the day that happens, they'll be right out and about. Right, this is what's happened. Actually, this is what's actually happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a business. They're going to mm-hmm. want to see a return in their investment. Do you know what I mean? So it's not going to happen for. Nothing, no money. That's There's it. definitely going to be someone coming in, like 100%. Our audio guy for the podcast, Ryan Norrie, he put, Paul Gray and Ryan Norrie had the best-looking jackets in the Tony Macaroni Arena stadium. True or false? So I take it both years. I'm going to say both years were wearing some Liam Gallagher, you know, fucking let's have it kind of jacket. We mod type number. I wasn't. I was just wearing a green barber jacket, which is cool as fuck. But, mate, he was... Liam Gallagher, he's nuts yes. with that jacket. Oh, Honestly, man, that. the jacket he had, I was just like, before he even noticed it was him, I was like, that's a really lovely coat. <laughs> I, was, I just went to go up and say, yeah, mate, nice jacket. All oh, right, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, take, we'll take a few more questions. Uh, Des Park Choir, I think this is for Jake or Ethan. No, was um, it me? It's a good one, actually. Lee Ashcroft has been solid since coming back into the fold. Can he keep his place when Lamy, Donnelly and Bartalis return from their injuries? I think, you know, Ashcroft comes in and does the job 
just ask him to get the ball out when I hit her, which he does all the time. You know, then he put the bar at your feet and trying to be fancy. Just defend the box and get rid of the bar. He'll come in and do that. I think, though, when these boys come back for injury, he will find himself back on the bench. But I think mm-hmm. he probably knows that that's the team that he's in, that he is there for cover or backup. And I don't think he'll have a problem with that because he, he's, he's a professional. And he, he's coming in and doing a job. I like Ashcroft, I really do. But mm-hmm. when these boys come back for injury, for me, they go back into the team, as unfair as it sounds if he's playing good. Mm-hmm. I think when you're playing on the plastic pitches with the balls spending 99% of the time in the air, those are the games to have Ashcroft because Bang he's on. going to be the one kind of winning the headers and clearing everything. You know, it's, it's, as you say, you didn't want him playing with the ball on the ground. No, and he'll yeah. probably be the first person to tell you that, you know. Uh, he's a head kick at defender, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's he's the pure old school, no nonsense defender. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I mean, he keeps putting in these performances. Then he's going to give he's going to give Tony Docker probably the headache mm-hmm. that he wants. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One last last question. It's no one last question. It's more of a statement from Brian Adam. Not a question, but up the Burnley. Just from <laughs> LA. I, I totally agree with that. Up the Burnley. On the Burnley. I'm on the class. <laughs> on the class. <laughs> well, that, that's it for this week, lads, because I spent so much time trying to get the audio working that I'm wanting my bed now. Uh, <laughs> Jake, thank you very much for popping on and giving us the, the Dense Park Choir, you know, the voice of the Dense Park Choir uh, onto the pod and your answers. Really appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, always nice a pleasure. Day. Always a pleasure, James. <laughs> and man. Paul, thanks for being here. Never as much. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks again for our sponsors, Hilton Electrical, uh, for obviously sponsoring us. And thanks to the listeners for listening. We'll be back next week to speak about the games against Aberdeen and Hearts. <laughs>